Hello and welcome to our first Coast to Coast Pick 5 show for Sunday, March 12th. I'm your host, Peter Thomas Fornital, back with you in the Brooklyn Bunker. Once again, though, physically on March 12th, I will be over in uh, the UK, uh, probably having uh, lunch at a pub and watching these races on, on TV with my buddy uh, Matthew Taylor when they when they come around. If I'm still awake, if I've gotten any sleep on the plane, that is. I, I may be sacked out. I may have to put in the ticket early for this one, but uh, very much looking forward to the opportunity to play this bet um, from afar and a man who will be playing it from a bit closer than that, coming to you from Saratoga Springs, presumably in the sauna. He's Jonathan Kinchin. What's up, JK? Yes, I am. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm sweating, but uh, <laughs> that's all right. Everything's good. It's, it's cold outside. So, um, you know, I'm going to, going to knock this out and then I'm going to head to a, to a local uh, place and have an adult beverage with my friend, Kurt Rossner from old smoke. So we can come up with nice. some more shirt ideas. Love it. You, th- I know there's the new collaboration with um, Old Smoke and Thoroughbred Retirement Foundation to celebrate their 40th anniversary. I was talking about that with Kim on the main show. Talk to him about some. Here's your here's your homework for me. Talk to him about some T-shirts. We need to get some more T-shirts going. It's been it's been too long. It's really been it's really been a while. So we should we should definitely do that. What is your guys' preferred spot to grab a drink up there? You hit Druthers. Sometimes I'll do Druthers. I think we're going to go to the local today. Uh, local's fun. On the west side, fun. yeah. What Walton Whitman, another one. I don't know how the how I've been in a minute, but uh, you know they've been big supporters of ours, and I know they have good beer. So you got no shortage of of opportunities for places to get a beer in Saratoga, that's for sure, and no oh, shortages of places to watch the Coast to Coast Pick Five on the weekends. Absolutely, yeah. Get that popped up on the TV. Um, there's nothing better than sitting at a bar watching a wager letting people look at you and like, did you bet on that horse race? Yeah, I sure did, <laughs> sir. I sure did. I had one the other day. I was, it was, oh no, it was, it was, it was a, a longer ago than the other day. It was during the NFL playoffs and I was clearly sweating the game and the guy was very excited. Did you, did you bet on it? Did you bet on it? And, and, uh, and, and I, I said, yeah, yeah, I bet on it. And he, and he said, do you mind if I ask you how much you bet? And I said, well, I don't really mind, but I'm not going to tell you because it was an embarrassing amount <laughs> <laughs> i'm not offended but i also you know sometimes it's one of those like people somebody asking you like uh, i don't know there's some personal question about your finances that you don't want revealed but anyway it uh it won anyway so that's the that's the important thing let's get to this no nfl on sunday so let's get to this coast to coast where our action will be going uh, i like the gimmick they're doing the all turf version and they start off with Gulfstream Park race number eight three-year-old fillies going a mile and a 16th on the turf how do you want to light this candle JK yeah nothing overly clever uh I'm going to use the three Erna uh have some tactical speed I, I like that drawn inside get Louis size you know he'll be aggressive he's familiar with this filly put her into the race a little bit um and she look she got beat by Cairo Consort who's who's a nice type um, oh, yeah. and she got ran down there I have no problem with that well into who I'm presuming is three, four, five, the six. Well into, um, you know, she she wired the field last time. The pace figures weren't particularly quick, but you know, I, I feel like Erna and Well into could just kind of you know kind of stalk each other around there, and when they turn for home, it's just kind of a sprint for home between the two of them. In the event that they happen to hook up, I, I want to make sure I have silver stripes. She ran extremely well on the synthetic last time, but she is trained by the same trainer who has this my top pick so my whole i think with that is if i like that horse and that's my top pick 
and the trainer who knows both of the horses intimately decides to enter both of them, she must think that this one on the synthetic also fits with the horse that's my topic. So those are the three that I'll use here. And I'm going to try to get away with just using those three. If American Rocket draws in, I'll use her as well, but she's stuck out on the AE. I've talked about her before on the show. She was meant to run on the turf first time out. She ended up on the dirt. She ran well. They kept her on the dirt. Now it looks like they're trying to get her back on the turf. Um, so, so I'm good with that. Um, and yeah, I, I, I think that, that, that I'm good with that. Oh, I will say this about uh, the seven, be my sunshine. Watch that replay. I, I don't think this horse would have won that race if it wasn't for uh, the unfortunate event that happened. And so I think that you, you, you have to treat this one as like a little bit fortunate to be, have won the maiden and to be showing up in a spot to run in an allowance race. I agree from having watched that, uh, th- that tape, that was a, a, I hate to call it a good setup, but it's probably, it, 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 it's more than meets the eye. Let's put it that way. I have the same topic as you in Erna, um, looks very strong in this spot, adding Lasix, led late in a stake, should appreciate the drop. I also had the stable mate as a B, the 10 runner. The other horse I thought was interesting was, I'm not sure on this name, S.O. Essawaria? Oh, that's not it at all. I just absolutely, but bu- I, I butchered that Alcibiades style. But anyway, the one for Grand Motion gets back to what I think is the right surface after a promising turf debut, which was actually a higher figure than the win. You factor in some figure improvement for age since that start, and I think uh, the one runner here has a, a very big shot. So three and one on the A line, the ten on the B line for me for JK. It's three, six, and ten with the thirteen potentially as a B. I might throw in American Rocket as a B as well. Should she get in though, you know, no confidence from that spot and potentially over bet. Maybe I'd like her in the body of the field, but the, I'm, I'm concerned about the outside draw. But uh, anyway, that's our thoughts on Gulfstream's eighth to kick this thing off. Then we zip out West to Santa Anita for the starter allowance for Phillies and mares four and up going five furlongs on the turf where I thought that the six angel sense could get loose Big drop for this one and a flow upgrade um, definitely was a, was a solid A for me. And I also had as an A the one Ready Jet Go, who I thought might get a good trip from mid-pack and could end up the best closer. One of these where I go for the best speed and the best closer and sort of hope for the best. What numbers will be gracing your tickets, Jonathan? Yeah, I'm going to use uh, – I'm kind of spreading in here. I'm going to use – and, and it, it, look, I'm kind of spreading in this whole sequence, to be honest. I'm, I'm not going to make up. You know, I'm not going to single horses just to say I'm singling them. Um, and if you and look part at of that the turf thing, right? I mean, we've talked right, many right. times before. And if you see what I did on Saturday, I had like three singles. So it's it's just I'm just warning people now. I'm going to use Teen Drama. Um, she's got a race that that was that was nice sprinting, and that's the only reason I'll kind of allow myself to use this cutback because she has run well sprinting before. I agree with you on Angel since. I'm going to also use the two outside runners, Baby Kristen who uh, has an okay turf race, but has a lot of speed uh, drawn outside on the dirt. And speed, outside, draw, five for a long turf sprint, where do I sign? Got to make sure I have that one. And then Majestic Gigi, um, another one who has a lot of speed drawn towards the outside, hasn't really necessarily proven it to me on turf, has a win on turf, hasn't run, but has also has eight losses on turf. So maybe just got lucky that day. I have to use just based on the speed and, and I promise it has nothing to do with the name. <laughs> Two, six, seven, eight, no, um, no grading of it really. Uh, I mean, no, not really. I mean, I, I suppose the, the angel sense, the six would, would be the one that, 
if I was, you know, had to pick one horse, but I think that that's kind of where the value lie in this sequence is, is, is some chaos happening. I, you know, I, I, I would hate to, to kind of press up the shorties and, you know, and then get beat because none of them were attractive enough to lean on. And I'm sure your lovely fiance appreciates the hunch play throw in there for her. <laughs> we'll see. We'll, we'll see. Laundry we'll day, back. so it gets it gets dicey around here. <laughs> we'll go back to Gulfstream for race number ten. Phillies and mares four and up. We're going a mile on the turf, and we'll keep it with you, Jonathan. Yeah, well, I'll finish with the horse on the rail. Um, uh, we'll go with the Danny Gargan runner Piminova. And uh, the other Chad Brown runner or the, the Chad Brown runner loot player, I, you know, loot player had a bad trip last time. I, I just worry this horse is going to be a little bit over bet. Kind of what I talked about earlier. I, I don't want to kind of lean on any short horses. Um, Piminova has tactical speed, has some foundation. I love that type of style to kind of get out there and, 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 and let it kind of roll a little bit. She hasn't been able to see it through, but you know, like I said, she, she does have some foundation. I mean, she's raced six times in her career already and it, and it just kind of feels like maybe she'll be able to see this one through. But the one that I thought was the most interesting is the horse on the rail, Miss Solvig. Um, this is a situation where the horse is trying turf for the first time, but has a couple of okay dirt figures. So if you can think, is this horse going to improve on the turf? You look at the Bernardini and you say they don't typically like to stand up on the grass. But if you look at the mare, she was a Saratoga first time out winner she, for Chad Brown. It just she just clearly kind of had some issues because she only raced twice in her career. She doesn't have a lot of offspring to, to kind of lean on in terms of, is she going to produce turf runners? But she was a turf runner. I, I'm going to take a chance with this horse on the inside that she'll run. Okay. I'll use the two and the three as B horses. All right. That's an interesting, uh, that's an interesting case. So seven, eight, and one on the top line, two and three on the back line. We've got, uh, you, you talked about loot player. You're worried she's going to get hammered. I was hoping she would, I was hoping she might escape because the eh, maybe the trouble was too obvious. I mean, there was just there was a ton of trouble and, you know, trying to close into those blue fractions on time form, taking a bump, steadying. And I just, you know, I love it when they stay on like that late. I I, I thought she was bound to improve and the, the, the figure was light enough. I was hoping we'd get a halfway decent uh, price, but uh, maybe it's just right. tricky you... when it's Chad. It's tricky when it's Chad. And I think that you could get a halfway decent price if there was something else to latch on to. But there's not a whole lot to latch on to. And so when people can't find something to latch on to when trying to beat Chad, they ultimately just play Chad. Come right back to Chad. I had a couple of others to mention as backups that you did not mention. Salabia, I thought was a bit interesting. Ex-Chad Brown, now Brendan Walsh. Obviously very hard to improve horses off of Chad Brown. But this horse just had some really nice figures and figure improvement for age. I, I figure could be a contender in this spot. And pure country, I liked a bit coming off of what I thought was uh, just maybe too early of a move and then flattening out the last time. Again, big, long layoff. The tote board might tell you something about the chances of the two and the five, who I have as backups, but I like the eight in here. But you can tell from the fact that I'm eight, two, five, you're seven, eight, one, two, three. Not a ton of strong conviction. Um, I'm hoping Lou Player can get the job done, though, and, and uh, maybe unlock some uh, potential combinations in the last two races, both of which will happen out at Santa Anita as we move on to Santa Anita's fifth an allowance race. It's six and a half. We're going down the hill and uh, Jonathan will bring you back in for your thoughts on this one. Another race where the first thing I wrote down was spready. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, look, I mean, I know uh, with our our friends at first, and and I've I've come to this situation doing the show on Naira too. Like this race, depending on your budget, could make or break if you can play it. Like, I, I'm I'm just being honest. I'm not going to lie to people and say that that you know, oh, you know, it's, you got to play it. This makes this race makes it very hard for me because I really have to use a lot. Now, if your budget's larger, it's not gonna it's not gonna affect you. You can you can swing it. If you're trying to make a cheaper ticket, it's gonna be hard because man, I need the one, the two, the three. Uh, I need Ying again. I'm losing numbers here. Standing O, I need. I need Zoffarelli. I need Fantastic. I mean, I I need a ton in here. And the problem is, is because I need so many here, it has affected the way I'm gonna play the last race so that I can make it affordable. I don't have a strong opinion here. These horses all look the same. Whoever works out the best trip is gonna win. No top pick I should write and one, two, three, five, six, seven, eight. That's your official note on this one. Uh, standing O, I guess, would be the one that gives me the most confidence. But man, it's a closer down the hill. I stuff. Uh, I, I had on yeah. my A line as well. Uh, it's it's a tricky race. I got it down to four. I put Yang again on top, second off the layoff here. This is a horse that, you know, was just racing against, uh, I thought, of a, a t- significantly tougher group got a little bit lit up at the break this is horse who can settle i just i thought had enough to make the top pick in this spot and then standing oh who you mentioned for damato probably coming back right and i think will be in a good a good mid-pack type position i'm hoping it doesn't get too far back and can potentially run them all down if we end up getting enough pace up top Others that I wanted, one Silk Stocking, who was in your mix. This one coming out of the megahertz and has had uh, has had success in uh, down the hill before, which you always like to see. And then the eight is that uh, is that fantastic one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> had to double check. Didn't want to put people away there. This is a horse that I think w- looks uh, you know well suited. Has run down the hill before. But uh, with some trips, so with a clean trip, maybe gets a little bit, tiny bit lost in the wagering as well. Um, Detori up, has those big, uh, some big closing sectionals. Five, six, one, eight for me. Bigger spread for JK, six, one, two, three, five, seven, eight. And just to get back to your point, Jonathan, about, you know, look, we we do the sequence because we do the sequence. And a lot of people want to play the Coast to Coast Pick 5, but there's no reason you can't isolate an opinion in one of these other races and, and attack it vertically with a runner in uh, in the previous race that, you know, that, that, that you like, you know, you could use our insight, match it with your own and play a double play, a play an exacta play a win bet. Um, you know, there's no obligation to go whole hog just because the, those are the races on the show. And I, I think, I think most people know that it's always more fun when we love a sequence and we could say, Hey, let's, uh, let's attack this sequence. But you know, it's not, it's not realistic to say, to do that, to do that every time. And I think you lose your horse player credibility. If you, if you just become, you know, yeah, we're marketing guys. Yeah. These tracks are our partners and friends, but at the same time, you gotta, you gotta call it like you see it or we're not doing our job. Yeah, hundred percent. Right. I mean, because like you know, look, and, and as we're rolling on to the last race of the sequence, race seven. I mean, I just wanted to kind of take that transition because it. it I want to my the answer to your question okay. at this point. I'm sitting on a two hundred and fifty-two dollar ticket right now. If I single in the last, that's just using my A's. That's not using any B's. So for some people, that's that's entirely too much for them to try to spend in a sequence. 
Um, for some people, it's, you know, oh, 252, okay, I got 2,000 more. And, and we understand that that, that, that happens. What, what I am trying to do here is decide whether I want to, you know, if I was, the way that I would play this is like this. I think it would be hard for me because I feel like I'd be hoping to catch prices if I were to use Australia Mia and Duvet Day both as A horses and my ticket would be, you know, right at over $500, $504, I think is what it would put me at. The way that I would really want to play it is two ways. I would either pick one of them and then just kind of fall on the sword with that one and play a $252 ticket for a dollar. Or if I was the feeling a little bit more froggy, what I would do is I would play one of them for $2 and the other one for $1 and spend, you know, whatever, $756. Th those are the ways that I would try to approach this. I, I just don't necessarily want it for a dollar if I'm going to spend 500. I don't mind having it for a dollar if I'm spending 250. If I'm going to spend 750, then I want to have it for $2. If that makes it, that's, when we talk about, and Sean Borman, who I had on JK Plus One last week or this week, when we talk about ticket construction and like next level ticket construction, like those are the types of conversations you have to have with yourself, I think, to, to move your game up, to upgrade your game in terms of, of leveraging your opinions. I'm not saying that's some, the most you know prolific thing I've ever said. I'm just saying that the idea of really thinking through the sequence. So I am going to pick Australia Mia on top. I know Duvet Day. Um, won that race last time, but I like the fact that Australia Mia is a little bit more forward, and I like the fact that Frankie got to learn a little bit more about her last time. So if if one of them is going to get a worse trip, it feels like Duvet Day is more likely, and I feel like they'll bet Duvet Day more, and I'll get a little bit of value on Australia Mia, and I'll use Duvet Day as a B. And I know that's that's something that we've talked about in the past is using the using the market of what they were the previous time. I mean, one's eight to five. This was a race we talked about on the show. One was eight, Australia Mia was eight to five and Duvet Day was 13 to one. So, and Duvet Day obviously had a terrific, uh, terrific setup. That was one of those spots where breaking slow was, was not a bad thing. I wanted them both in the mix, but I was wondering if, you know, the, for them, them coming back to the mile and a quarter, some others stretching out, if some others didn't have a little bit more room for improvement because of the trip, I actually put ballet dancing on top, who I thought ran well um, into a race that was very fast in the middle portion last time. So I think a lot of people are going to say, oh, this horse got tired going a mile and an eighth. How are they going to get, uh, how is she going to get a mile and a quarter? But I just think with a little bit more of a measured ride, based on her blood with Medallia Doro and Unbridled Song in there, I think there's a real chance ballet dancing could go better here. And then the other one I liked on a similar angle, blood um, line stuff is Anna Glossa, who also, looking at pace figures, has an opportunity potentially to be loose. So, and I know I'm, you know, I'm I'm a little narrower than you, certainly narrower than you on the A-line earlier in the sequence. I got to figure out how I'm going to cost this all out. But I'm hoping I can get away with maybe nine and one on the A-line, three and five on the B-line and still have a ticket that comes in at an approachable number. But, you know, obviously this show, this is the starting point. This is the handicapping point. And then from here, you go back, you make your tickets. Sometimes JK talked about picking between those two runners. I would describe it as you, you just keep grinding on the race until you can get either a bet that reflects your opinion or you decide to choose an alternate pool to express your opinion. The, the idea 
that I really heard first espoused by Matt Vagvolgi, where you put a, and we talked about this is the Breeders' Cup and got as many positive comments as we've ever gotten for anything we did. You grade the races, like grade your opinion in the race, how strong you feel. And that's going to point you to a plan for how to attack the sequence. And it's not always going to be the coast to coast pick five as much as we love the terms and think it's player friendly. Sometimes it's a double, sometimes it's a win bet. And you just have to, you just have to go from there. Jonathan, appreciated having you on this week. Appreciate you uh, subbing for me next week. Any closing thoughts before we get out of here? Uh, nah, let's uh, let's go get him today with this all turf thing. And, and, and look, if uh, I think that it's going to pay well, um, based on a situation where it's hard, it's hard to get uh, to, to lean on horses. I think it's going to pay well. I think that the one on Saturday might pay, you know, a, a little bit shorter. So you want to have it multiple times. But I think having this one one or two times might be enough, depending on how much you spend. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't disagree at all. All right, you have a beer with Kurt for me because I'm going to be getting my 60 minute PR on the Peloton while while you guys are drinking. <laughs> oh, you try to catch me on mute, but I'm back, baby. Okay, well, good luck with that, PTF. Oh, you know what, Pete? I, you know we got to. You know what we should do? We we've been talking about doing a catch up. A perfect catch up for us is there is a 90 minute scenic ride. On the nice. Amalfi Coast, and oh. it, you li- about eighty minutes in, you drive by our wedding venue. That is so cool. Let's do it, man. Yeah, Gina, Chat, we'll do the Gina, ride. It's a long time, but you know, whatever, we can do it. <laughs> we've got enough. I have a feeling we've got enough to talk about. All these conversations that we wish we could have on air for the podcast, but we can't. We can we can do them then, and then there's boring stuff we can do as well. Love it. All right, man. We'll talk soon. Have fun over Great there. Time. Thank you, my friend. Thank you, JK. Thanks to our friends at First Racing, especially Aiden Butler and Peter Rotundo. Thanks to all of you for listening and making these shows so much fun to do. Best way to keep track of everything we got going on on In The Money Media, sign up to our free email, inthemoneypodcast.com slash email. And if you want even more, including little digests of all the picks, inthemoneypodcast.com slash plus. This show's been a production of In The Money Media. Our business manager is Drew Cotney. Our chief creative officer is that guy over there, Jonathan Kinchin. I'm Peter Thomas Fortetel. May you win all your photos.